0: Tired of asking why? Welcome to the Unresolved Life Podcast, where we are answering life's most difficult questions. Now, here's your host, Teresa Blaze.
1: Hi, I'm Teresa Blaze, and this is the Unresolved Life Podcast. And today, I've got a really cool interview. It's someone who's really no stranger to the mic, much less to this podcast. But we'll get to that in a minute. First, a little bit of housekeeping. First of all, the Unresolved Podcast Network is live. You can go check that out at Unresolved Podcast Network. We've got some really neat podcasts that are that are that are coming. In fact, uh, we just got our third-party podcast from uh, Bradley Hop from Tishua T. He's going to be doing a podcast focusing, um, among other things, on uh, sex trafficking and and then you know doing some really cool things around that and I am just really excited about what he's putting together if you guys will go to network.com, put your name and email in you will be updated every single time we release a new show because we've got a lot of stuff in the pipeline um some stuff I can't even mention yet, but I'm telling you I'm really excited about that second let's uh get on with the show shall we I've got Miss Sonda Allison. She's no stranger to the show. In fact, she's been the only one that I've actually let guest host the show, which every time she does, she rocks it. People love her. I, I, I just, I, I, you know, she, I count her as a really good friend. She is the author of Power Infusion, Spiritual Warfare That Changes Everything. And believe me, every single person that I've gotten this book into their hands, they've come back to us going, that changed my life. I mean, she runs Myrtle Ministries. She's just an all-around fireball for the kingdom, and I wouldn't have it any other way. I count her. I count it a blessing to be a good friend of hers. And so with that, we've just got some things that we feel really need to be brought to the mic and talked about um, in light of some events that are happening as we speak. So, Sonda, welcome to Unresolved. Hello, it's such a pleasure to be with you. It's been a while since we did a show together, so it's really exciting to be talking
0: about the Lord with the two of you today.
1: <laughs> oh man, you know what? There is so much going on, and but it seems like every time we gather and we do, uh, we pray together or we just meet, it always seems to come back to the Lord and what He's doing. Which kind of brings us to why we actually wanted to do the show because we were actually talking off mic a few days ago And we were talking in context of this coronavirus issue that's cropping up and causing all kinds of havoc And you said something that when you dropped it It settled in my spirit and I knew We had to uh come to the mic and deal with it and I want to kind of open uh this topic by asking Uh, this question. With everything going on, you've got store shelves being bare. You've got everybody talking about this virus. Is this something we should be afraid of?
0: Well, let's unpack that. There are different aspects of that. Should we be afraid of this virus? Well, if we're believers and we know who we are and we understand spiritual warfare, no, but that's a big if, Mm -hmm. right? So those people who don't understand spiritual warfare, those people who May be real believers, but are, but are immature. They're experiencing fear. They might be experiencing fear. So we need to address it from a couple different avenues. And one is there's an actual healthy fear. And that gets lost in the noise when talking about fear in the Christian movements a lot. There is a healthy fear. And I teach my clients in counseling that we have to work with the body the way God made the body to function. God created us to have a fear reaction to protect us. If you start to step into the street and you suddenly realize a truck is coming and you step back, there is that moment of fear. The Well, that's to help save your life. That's healthy fear. But there can be something called a spirit of fear. It's one of the few spirits that the Bible actually names as a spirit of fear. Um, But then there's other fear that's just sent to us. You know, uh, Ephesians talks about the flaming arrows of the enemy well what are the flaming arrows the flaming arrows from the enemy are unwanted thoughts they're not generated by ourselves they come to us from another place and those flaming arrows often include fear so we want to not receive that type of fear we want to immediately we want to learn we want to train ourselves to be aware of these things as they're happening when we hear that kind of stuff that that talking in our head the fearful stuff that we know is not coming from us, that's coming from an outside source. We want to learn to immediately rebuke. I do not receive that. That is not of the Lord. That is not scripture. The Lord says that I have no reason to fear. The Lord says, the word of God says, that a thousand will fall at my hand, 10,000 will fall at my right hand. I do not receive that. So we need to be very quick to immediately rebuke and cast down using the word of God, any things that are not from the Lord. But the healthy fear, we don't want to shut that out. That's an important thing. And we need to learn to recognize the difference. And sometimes when we're feeling fear in the beginning, it could be a tiny twinge of the healthy fear telling us, hey, the Holy Spirit's telling us we need to prepare for things. It says in scripture that um, the wise man sees danger coming and does nothing. No. Oops. It says the fool sees danger approaching and does nothing. So look that scripture up. So we are told we are to prepare. Noah prepared. Joseph prepared. They were celebrated as giants of the faith because they listened and prepared, right? And then there's also the New Testament example that no one ever talks about, and that's in the book of Acts. And it's only a couple of verses, so I'm going to read it real quick because it's so new to so many people. It's chapter 11, and it's verse 20, it begins in verse 27, And it says, now at this time, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, it's talking about prophets in the Lord. One of them named Agabus stood up and began to indicate by the spirit of God that there would certainly be a great famine all over the world. And this ended up, it did take place in the region of Claudius. And in the proportion that any of the disciples had means, each of them determined to send contribution to relief of the brethren living in Judea. And they did so, sending it in charge of Barnabas and Saul to the elders. So, this is a very clear example of the Holy Spirit giving us an alert to what is coming and for believers preparing to already not only prepare for the event, but then send relief to prepare and afterwards. So, we are if we don't do that. Mm-hmm.
1: And if I remember right, didn't Paul address this same aspect in his letters? I don't remember who he was writing to, but he was saying, Hey, I'm coming to collect the gifts that you have for the other members of the body. That might be something else. But again, we're seeing this aspect of, you know, prepare, prepare. And how do you know the difference between a healthy fear and an unhealthy fear? Because it's so easy. You watch the news. You see wars, rumors of wars. You see talk of this virus that could go all over. What's How do you, how do you um, step into that without panicking?
0: Right so you you nailed the the key there that we were already opening the door to it is understanding the difference between healthy fear and fear from the enemy and the example that I gave you is really a good example so if you think about that just think about that example for a moment it happens quickly we avoid something that could be dangerous and then it's dissipated it's gone And as believers, we should say, oh, Lord, thank you so much that you caused that reaction in me. You created our bodies to do that, to to preserve our lives. Thank you, Lord, that I felt that and it immediately, I perceived the truck. I was immediately able to respond and step back. It saved my life. Thank you, Lord. It goes away quickly and we can praise the Lord through it if we train ourselves to do so. We should not miss these hundreds of opportunities every day to praise the Lord. And that praise also helps keep our faith strong. And it and it, and it is one of the, the forms of kryptonite to the forces of darkness. They can't stand being around us when we're praising God for things. Well, then we should praise more. Exactly. We don't want to miss that. First off, the Lord is due the praise. And second of all, it gives us joy, fills our heart, and builds our relationship with Him and our faith in Him when we do so. So we don't want to miss those moments of praise. But that fear, it, was, it had a purpose. It served its purpose, and now it passes. So that's not what we see with this other type of fear that comes from the dark side. It takes root, it brews, it causes stress, and all of these things are under the very heading of a lack of faith. So we are not to allow these things to stand. If you have a problem with fear, speaking to any of the listeners, if you have a problem with fear look up some scriptures about fear. Find a couple of scriptures that mean something to you with the type of fear that you experience and have that as one of your weapons ready. And every single time that thought comes to your mind, rebuke it in the name of Yeshua and use the scriptures that you have searched out as part of the rebuke. That is your weapon. That is how you defeat that. So we Make our determination, it is my intent. I'm choosing, I will not receive that fear. And in that rebuke, I'm using the word of God. This is how we effectively do it. And if this is new for you, you're going to be surprised at how often you're going to have to do that. Because you want to yourself to recognize every time that thought comes. So every Mm time once you start trying to defeat it and, and battling against it, the enemy just is an onslaught. He'll send an onslaught of whatever it is you're trying to defeat. But you have to do it every single time. It's almost like telling a child something they haven't learned. No, you're not allowed to do that. You have to tell them a lot until they really learn it. It's the same thing. You're going to be surprised at how many times you have to smack it down with the word of God. But once you're faithful to do it every single time the thought comes, then you're going to notice the thought comes less and less and less because the enemy starts to realize, oh, gee, I'm not winning anymore with this person. We're going to have to find another way <laughs> to
1: cause trouble in their lives. Uh, I keep getting smacked in the face with scripture. Hmm. Need to find another way. <laughs> exactly. So now let's take that the second part of your question,
0: which is dealing with coronavirus. So obviously, and here's a super important tool I teach to every single client. So you get this for free. It's a super important tool and it's column A, column B. Column A is the Lord God Almighty. Column B is the Lord of Darkness, and I'm going to say a word, and I want the listeners to tell, to say out loud, which column does this word belong in, okay? Eating disorder, that does not go in column A. Clearly, it goes in column B, right, Teresa? And if I say the word fear, which column does that go in? I would say column B. Absolutely. So once you start using column A, column B, it helps you really... Nail down stuff that's from the dark side. And if you know that it's from the dark side, you are to rebuke first and ask questions later. Amen to that. (laughs) Rebuke first and ask questions later. So if anything that's related to this virus, we are not to operate from a spirit of fear or letting fear linger in us. The Matthew 24 says, when you see these things take place, we're not supposed to be surprised. He says, when you see these things take place, don't be fearful. Look up. Because our redemption is about to happen. Praise God. We're we're a day closer to being with our Lord. Hallelujah. We literally can learn to not be afraid of these things. So start taking those steps in that direction. Defeat the fear in your life. Start recognizing through column A, column B, where these things sit. And if you know that it sits in column B, rebuke first and ask questions later. Now let's take the next thing about the question that you had. Once we know we don't want to be a fool, we want to be wise. Only a fool sees danger approaching and does nothing. So we know there are examples of scri- in Scripture that are celebrated as preparing for an, a disaster that the Spirit of God has warned is about to take place. So we already know this is something that's going to take place. It's already in the United States. It's going around the world. And I had my great-grandmother died, uh, what was it, 1918 or whenever that bad flu came around the first in the early 1900s. So we we know, and this is why a lot of the hygiene is what it is in the United States. We know that if you isolate, keep your distance from people and take safe measures, washing your hands frequently, never touch your face, never touch your eyes, your nose or your mouth. If you need to touch your nose, you always use a tissue. If you have to blow your nose, you always use a tissue and then immediately wash your hands. We have, in the United States, what's called personal space, which is about three to four feet. We, we have it in this culture. It's not in every other culture in the world. Part of the reason we have this in our culture is because we've learned that this has to do with the spread of disease. So when you're out in public, keep a distance. Make sure you're mm-hmm. using hand sanitizer. I recommend natural hand sanitizers using grapefruit seed extract or MMS. You can look that up online online. And utilize that. Those things don't cause problems to your body. They're much less expensive and they don't harm the environment either. So um, utilize those instead of other toxic hand sanitizers that are hormone disruptors and cause all kinds of problems with the immune system. So take those measures. We had the CDC come out, uh, I think it was about a week ago, saying that Mm -hmm. every American needs to be fully prepared to spend a month in your home without without leaving, like a self-quarantine. So we should all have at least a month's worth of toilet paper, at least a month's worth of food for our families, and be prepared to do that. And once we're prepared, pre- preparation is not out of fear. Preparation gives us control. Preparation gives us empowerment over the danger. And then we can stay in a place of joy and peace. And boy, we've talked about that how many times, Teresa, that even when we're talking about the armor of God, one of the things of the armor of God is our feet is supposed to, are supposed to be covered in peace. So when we're out of peace, we already know that's a red flag. We need to stop and say, why am I not feeling peace? I'm supposed to have peace. I rebuke anything that's trying to steal my peace. I have peace not because of my own power. I have peace because I'm covered with the blood of the Lamb. I have peace because I don't have to depend upon my own smarts. I have peace because... I'm a vessel for the Holy Spirit, and my God knows everything. He's the one who's omniscient, Mm -hmm. and it's his power and his knowledge that will flow through me and communicate with me whatever I need to know. So these are the ways we don't have to be in fear. These are the ways we prepare and stay in wisdom, and this is another thing that I never hear people talking about. As believers, when we're preparing, it's not just about us. The Lord might call upon us to minister to others in a time of suffering because we have something, because the Lord told us to prepare. So imagine someone down your street, if there's an emergency, like when I first moved into the place that I live now, I'd only been here a couple of months, and then there was something where the power went out, and it was out for over 10 days. I lost hundreds of dollars of food, and I didn't have any emergency food preparation at that time. So not only did I lose hundreds of dollars worth of food out of the refrigerator and the freezer, I had to eat out at a restaurant every single day. Whatever meals I ate had to be out in a restaurant, which cost a fortune. And then on top of that, I had to restore my my fridge and my freezer after I finally got power back. If I had had emergency food, I wouldn't have had that financial hit. But imagine if someone down the street has children and there's no power and there's a bigger emergency and you can't get to a store or whatever it is like the tornado that just hit Nashville. Imagine what it would mean to that person down the street if they have a small child that you say, oh, you know, I have a little bit extra I can share with you. Do you think how grateful they would be? Can you imagine how grateful they would be? This is a way that we minister to one another in the Holy Spirit because preparation is never just about us. And my my clients hear me say it all the time. God never works in ones. He's always working in multiple people, multiple dimensions, multiple levels, all at the same time. So when we're preparing for ourselves, we need to also keep in mind that the Lord might call upon us to use that as a form of ministry to someone else, and they might get saved as a result.
1: Amen. And I mean, it was so funny, um, we were just kind of scanning through things, uh, like in preparation for some of the things that we have to do. And, I, and Mike saw a thing on Fox news talking about what foods uh, we need to have on hand in preparation. A mainstream media source talking about preparation. Do you think maybe it's time we start paying attention? And, and a lot of people have
0: been criticizing Christians who've been preparing for de- for decades. And it's such a foolish thing because both of my grandparents had farms And every farmer I've ever met in my life always had a cellar with emergency preparations. You live in Tornado Alley. People have cellars with emergency food. Anywhere you live, like I was just giving the example, I don't live in a harsh climate. But yet, if I had had the preparations and I had just moved here, it's not that I was neglecting it. I just hadn't had the chance to do it. But if I had had the food preparation I needed, I would never have lost all that money. I would have Mm -hmm. only lost what was in the food and uh, what was in the fridge. I wouldn't have had to spend all that money at a restaurant. And what if there was something with my car and I couldn't get to a restaurant? This can be an emergency. We need to be prepared. And Christians have no excuse because we have the word of God. We know these things are coming. We know we're in the last days. We are seeing prophecy being fulfilled right in front of our face. All at the same time that we've got this virus going on where millions of people are dying. We have all of this one-world stuff, the one-world government trying to um, take control, and we just had Turkey just flew open the borders and started sending thousands of their people in to invade southern Europe through Greece. We are ha- we're in Syria. There is fire taking place between Turkey and Russia in Syria. We are living right. in extremely dangerous times. Again, we are not to be fearful, which is why I think it was so led that you started the, this broadcast with the question of fear we are not to be fearful we can learn to be powerful to the and mighty to the pulling down of strongholds we are here for such a time as this god is not surprised god is not up in heaven going oh goodness boy i don't think i should have created my my children to be born at this time no we know we were created to be born at such a time as this we are to stand having done all to stand therefore stand. Also in Ephesians, we are to stand and see the glory of the Lord, see the deliverance of the Lord, watch him deliver us and do miraculous. People have been praying for acts, miracles. Guess what? Hello, you're going to see them. And it comes with a big, um, a lot of chaos and a lot of suffering around us. Just like the model of the end times is the, the story of the Exodus. The believers Had to go through the first couple of plagues, but then the Lord set down a a wall of protection. And even when the darkness came upon Egypt, the believers were protected and had light. So we need to remember that the Lord has his hand on us. This is a time that he wants to still call to anybody who's willing to receive his word to get saved. See that he is alone. He alone is the God who answers by fire. You will see that. But listen to that word, fall to your knees and say, Lord, I give my life to you. I'm sorry that it took me so long to recognize that you alone are king of kings. But he is real and he's giving all of this to say, matter of fact, it says that over and over again in Isaiah, I'm the one, I told you this beforehand, so you couldn't say that you didn't know. It proves that I'm telling this to you. It proves that I'm real because I'm telling you
1: beforehand. That is huge. I am God, and there is no other. Um, you know, He says that strongly. Um, I want to. I want to. I want to move into another question, but before we go there, you know, one of the biggest ways, guys, you can actually uh, prepare is to make sure you have clean water. I really believe that. I believe that to the core of my being. You don't know what's in your water. I mean, a lot of people it's like, "Oh, the tap water just tastes nasty." Well, the reason why it tastes nasty is because you got a lot of junk in your water. One of the best ways you can find out is to go to fixmywater.co. You, if you go there, you will down, get a free water quality report. It will be sent to you, and then you can you can actually talk uh, with someone about how you can get a a clean water system in your home. So no matter what happens, stuff hits the fan. You know, stuff we find out there's stuff in your water. At least you know that part of uh, your preparedness will be protected. So you need to go to Fix My Water. Get your free water quality report today. And let's get back to uh, questioning. So, Sonda, let me ask you this. Now that we've established that we are not called to live in fear, we are called to actually be ready, prepared, and able to do what we need to do. I want to ask you this question because you stated something that – just, I mean, nailed me. You were talking about the origins of the coronavirus in the sense of, in relation to why would they? Why would they create something like this? Assuming whether it's biological or it was accidental, why would a virus like this be actually created? Can you address that? Uh, I think you're
0: heading in a different direction, but uh, we know for a fact. And if anybody is not clear on this, please. Check with Mike Adams. He's got a web. He's, set, he's not only a scientist, he has businesses in Thailand. He lived there for many years, and his wife is from Thailand. And they have family members there, along with his businesses that are there. Their family members are getting directly, because they're right there, they are getting Chinese news directly, and they are interpreting it for him and giving it to him daily. He's been reporting on this for more than four weeks, and every single thing that he said has turned out to be right. He interviewed mm-hmm. Dr. Um, – Doctor. it starts with a B, and I can't remember his name, Bales or Bo- Boyles, I think. Um, he interviewed Professor Boyles, who is one of the men who wrote the procedures for the United States military on bioweapons.
1: And what?
0: yeah, this is huge. So, th- there's no question that this was bioengineered. It's like when someone has a surgery and you've got scars where they're, the surgery, where they had to cut into your body, they can see it in the DNA. They can see where these snips take place. And it's, it's pieced together like a Frankenstein with a coronavirus and even a cold and a regular flu is a type of a coronavirus. But this coronavirus is completely different. It can be transmitted by the air. Regular colds and flus are not. They're contactants. So if you sneeze, the droplets might infect another person. But it's not just the air. There are a lot of things about this virus that are completely different. So anybody that's telling you that this is just a regular cold and flu, that is absolutely not true. There are like five or, I, I think Mike Adams said there were 10 different points about this that are completely different. So follow, he he's established a website just for this purpose, and it's called pandemic.news. Because (laughs) yeah, because there was so much disinformation about what was going on that he just set up this website. So keep that your eye on that because he's posting everything as the news is coming through. So that's one thing. So we're empowered by information. You're getting real information, and he's also a Christian. So you can prepare through his website, which is um, Natural News, is one of his websites, and the HealthRangerStore.com. He has trustworthy stuff that his company actually test to make sure that it's free of heavy metals and contaminants. You can trust the stuff from his store. I've used things from his store for many years. So pandemic.news is one of the ways we can stay empowered by getting real information that's not spin. It doesn't have a bunch of spin on it. but we know what we know is that it was bioengineered and um, at least part of that came out of um, the bioengineering lab at University of Chapel Hill, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. And it was also connected to something, it was, I think it was the Obama administration, where they allowed China to purchase one of these bioengineered weapons, this, this coronavirus, from UNC by the Obama administration. So that's a whole thing that's not being reported on very widely either. That's really disgusting. But that's a more of a political arm of what happened. So we know that it was bioengineered, we know it's not like other flus. It's got a death rate that the regular colds and flus are less than 1%. This is about almost 4%. So it's more than double, way more than double, of what the regular flu and cold death rate would be. So there are a bunch of things that make this different than anything else. There's a reason that even even, um, the CDC is now telling people that they need to prepare We're having explosions now across the country. We've had explosions of it in the state of Washington. California is now exploding in the last couple of days with cases. And still, our southern border is completely wide open, which that's a whole other issue, too. So we have to prepare. So this is causing, and look at what's going on in China. This has been widespread suffering. Multiple cities in China, and each of these cities have millions of people in each city. Okay, it's hard for us to think about that as Americans. It's it's such a big country, and their population is so big. Each of these cities have millions of people. I think it was either four or five of these cities, and at least one of them was one of the largest cities in the nation of China. Were all completely shut down. They were welding shut the doors of the apartment buildings, sealing people inside their buildings to try and get a handle on this. People were just dropping dead in the streets. And we have video of this, videos that are not faked. Videos where people were just walking down and all of a sudden they got sick and just passed out and they hit the pavement so hard their skulls are cracking open. So this is not faked video. And one of the other things that we know about this is what there was a doctor from China that survived, and he said that when he got the symptoms of being sick, it was ma- a matter of hours to where he could not walk. So there's an accelerated onset of this. When the symptoms hit, it can have a, ha- can have an accelerated onset. The other th- one of the other things about this virus that's completely different is. It's got an incubation rate. I think it was 27 days, either 24 or 27 days, which is a very long incubation rate, which is part of the bioengineering. It was bioengineered to um, have a long incubation rate because that causes you to infect more people before you even know you've got it.
1: If this thing is bioengineered, which we already know, why would someone go and create a weapon like that? Why would someone do that? It just, it it doesn't seem normal? Well, of course
0: not. It's demonic. It's demonically inspired. There's, It causes human suffering. We already know that, um, and I don't know how much your listeners know about this, but I'll give them the resources to look up on their own. If you don't know, we have things called Agenda 2020 and Agenda 2030. The New World Order and the global government, These, there is a very high order of government that is above our nations. It's also referred to as the shadow government. And there are there are areas of this, one of them at the very top of this, these, these super elite, super global elite is the Council of 33. From the very top of these orders, they want to eliminate 90% of the population on the planet. And you can see that in their own writings. We've got books and writings from them. They've declared it in, in open, like. Um, not press conferences, but they've made they've made statements out in the open about this. Ted Turner has made statements about this out in the open. We've had multiple examples of this so you can look it up yourself and it's also on something called the Georgia Guidestones. you can look that up the Georgia Guidestones where someone created this stone monument and carved in it, on, with multiple languages that they want to eliminate something around 90% of the world's population. It's part of the global one world order agenda. So easy ways to do this are bioweapons because it doesn't destroy the city or the, the infrastructure. That's a really easy way to get rid of large numbers of people without having to have an actual war that destroys the good things about the land or the infrastructure of a city. So there's a tremendous amount of human suffering. This kind of bio warfare has been around for a long time. So you can look that up also, the history of bio warfare. But the other thing that you were getting to that I just happened to know that you were kind of heading towards is that there's a supernatural aspect of this. When there's tremendous human suffering and a lot of human death, think about all the, the people that are dying, that have been dying in China, column A, column B, This death and suffering is similar to human sacrifice. It feeds the power of the dark side. They gain power from this. So there's a strategic thing going on here. They already work through and inspire these really evil ideas like bio-warfare. That is not a godly idea. Right. And biowarfare has been around a long time, but there's this war and L.A. Marzulli had the best way of putting it. And it's he titled the book by this name. It's called the Cosmic Chess Match. So the forces of darkness make a move and the Lord counters the move or the Lord makes a move and the forces of darkness are trying to counter the move that the Lord God is doing until this plays out and is over when the second coming of our king comes. This is what is taking place. Move, counter move, move, counter move. The enemy is always trying to inspire darkness and sin and corruption and perversion. The Lord is always trying to inspire goodness and for us to walk in power and love in a sound mind. There is a move, counter move taking place. So the the Lord of darkness is inspiring this death. But when they started getting pushed back, well, let me say this too. The Bible is full of what's gonna take place politically. So we cannot say as believers, oh no, we're not allowed to talk about politics. Well, then you are not reading the Bible. The word of God, which any believer who is really a believer must acknowledge was written by the hand of God. He inspired it through people to note it. And it's, it's 66 books written by 40 something authors over thousands of years and it's completely congruent in its message. The existence of the word of God is itself a miracle. It's unbelievable. And we could spend, and we've gone into that in some of our other broadcasts about the Hebrew and how it confirms over thousands of years, the truth of the Bible, not only that, but also the truth of who Yeshua would be. So we've talked about that in the past, but the word of God talks about that. So as believers, we cannot say, oh, well, we're not allowed to talk about uh, from the pulpit to talk about politics. That's just ridiculous. We're supposed to be addressing these things. We're supposed to be encouraging people not to fear. We're supposed to know what's coming. And we're supposed to be able to use that to minister to the unsaved. This is where we get power and grace from, from the Lord God Almighty, not from something on the earthly plane. It's not just knowledge. It's not just preparation. We get our power and strength from the Lord God. So it's a a ministry. That's why, matter of fact, we read that at the beginning of this broadcast, That it's one of the things that in the book of Acts, when they talked about the prophets coming down from Jerusalem to Antioch, one of them, Agabus, began by the Spirit of God to have a prophecy about a coming famine. It's one of the things that the Lord God uses. Prophecy declares his name. He says in Isaiah, I do this so you can't claim you didn't know. It declares that I am real. That's what God is saying. We are not to ignore prophecy and we're not to ignore politics. We should understand what's happening. It is a ministry to the unsaved. So when we're doing that, we can see what's coming here with this virus. We can see what's politically taking place. Politically, the United States is the last speed bump to this one world order creating the one world government. They've already written it in Agenda 2030 and Agenda 2020. You can look both of those up, okay? So they are already marching towards that. We should know what's coming. We should be working against that if the United States falls. It's not just the United States that's going to suffer. The entire rest of the world is going to suffer because we're the last speed bump that's holding that back. So we have to work to not do that. So when President Trump, immediately when he got elected, started addressing and going after very strongly pedophiles, networks of pedophiles, all of this stuff is used in the currency of human sacrifice in the occult world. It was a bullet to the heart of the dark side. They immediately struck back. So in the supernatural realm, there is this massive war taking place. So with all of that taking place, the dark side was losing some of its power because thousands of pedophile rings have been taken down since President Trump was elected. That is not reported on in the news. Don't you think it's interesting that the regular...
1: Former mainstream media won't report on that. That's why I tend to call it the fake stream media. <laughs> exactly.
0: And it's no longer the mainstream media. We used to call it the mainstream media, but it's the former mainstream. The independent media is now reporting the truth. That is our source. So isn't that interesting? So that was a bullet to that, the power structure of the dark side. And so they're striking back. And it's no coincidence to me that the bioweapon was released. Whether it was released on purpose or accidental, we're still debating. We don't know for sure. But we know that we're looking at it, we're watching it causing massive hu- human suffering in China. And especially remember that there are principalities over each country. When there's a tremendous amount of death and suffering in a region, it is feeding those principalities over that region. So that is massive human suffering. It's almost it's almost similar to What we see with um, abortion, abortion is a form of human sacrifice, whether you want to admit it or not, it is human sacrifice. And once you give in to human sacrifice and you're not doing things God's way, it's just a matter of time before you give in to the more, even more egregious Mm -hmm. stuff. Well, what have we been seeing? Governor Northrum was now talking about how the Democrat Party embraces infanticide, that they're going to wait till the child is born. They're going to set it aside, make it comfortable, and let the parents decide if they want to allow the child to live. This is full blown infanticide. This is what's happening in the United States. So, this is complete apostasy. This is complete dark side giving into the occult, whether you think you are or not. That's what's taking place because this feeds the demonic. So while all of this is taking place, the demonic is getting a surge of power. And while the demonic was getting a surge of power, four weeks later, guess, or six weeks later, guess what happens? Turkey throws open its borders, according to the declaration of Erdogan, the president of Turkey, sending thousands of its people to invade Greece, which is Southern Europe. And all at the same time, we're seeing Um, Turkey and Russia exchanging fire in Syria. This is the very end time scenario taking place in front of our eyes. So we need to recognize what it is, say, wow, praise your name, Lord. You loved us so Mm -hmm. much that you told us what was going to happen so we don't have to fear. It's our job Mm -hmm. to understand what spiritual warfare is. It's our job to learn how to battle fear. We are supposed to be fierce Warriors for the kingdom of God. So start reading the word. Um, If the Lord inspires you to do so, please buy my book. It will really help you understand in perspective what we're dealing with in our time because it's not a mistake that you were born at this time. You were born for such a time as this, and the Lord wants us to stand and declare His glory. We will see His power come down, we will see again that He is the God who answers by fire. We will see people come to know him in salvation because of what's taking place. If we will stand and declare he is the king of kings and Lord of glory.
1: Amen. And, you know, the Bible says that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Um, we don't want to see that, guys. I mean, Zonda and I are passionate about uh, making sure that you have the knowledge you need. You are equipped to uh, take the fight to the enemy. To to to, obviously you got to prepare, and we we've talked about that. But you got to be spiritually equipped. We're you know this is a, uh, uh, a no holds barred, knuckle up kind of fight. We're in the last days, and I know, Sonda, you you you're every day in the trenches. You're fighting this fight. So as we start to wind down, is there one last thought that you want to leave with our listener? Or let me, let me ask you this way. Maybe someone's listening and they're going, well, you're talking about a God that I don't have. So how, how, how do I combat this? I, I don't have what you have. I'm so glad you asked that, Teresa,
0: because this information is new to a lot of people. And we want to say you don't have to fear. You don't have to fear. You don't have to be a victim to a spirit of fear. The Lord Amen. loved us so much, He gave us the instruction manual in the Word of God. He loved us so much. He told us what was going to come. He declared the end from the beginning. So we are warned. So that is part of the proof of his existence. So I would just say to you, grab a hold of this right now. His very name, vav Vavhe, the letters declare that he is God. vav Vavhe, that he is the God who is, what was it, Teresa? <laughs> he, is the, he is the God with the
1: nailed hands. Who shall be revealed twice.
0: That was in his name that he declared in Genesis. And Genesis was written more than 500 years before the birth of Christ. That one little tiny nugget of the Hebrew proves that the word of God is supernaturally inspired. So think about that for a moment. So if you don't yet know Yeshua, Yeshua is his Hebrew name that God gave his son. But some people know him by the name Jesus. But Yeshua is the name that God gave his son, and that's the name that I choose to use. If you don't know him yet, please allow us to introduce you. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He came, the God who shall be revealed twice. He came first as the Lamb of God who was slain for your sin, he was slain on your behalf. He took the penalty that we all should have had to pay because of sin. And he offers us that free gift. He will not force it on you, but he offers it to you. And he says, I paid that price just for you. Do you want to receive this gift from me? And if you say yes, it's yours. So allow us to just pray with you. Just ask him into your heart. Just say, Lord, I'm sorry. I didn't realize this before, but I'm realizing that you are the Lord. Please, Please come into my heart. Take the throne of my heart. I ask you to reign there. And maybe you're one of the people who has been confused and you want to know if this is true, but you you're still asking that question, then just ask him. Just say, Lord, I really want to know. Is what I'm hearing really true? Are you really God? If you are really God, I really want to know. And fasten your seatbelt because if you pray those prayers, with sincerity. He is answering you even right now. And so I would just wind this down by saying, Lord, I ask for every single person that is praying right now, I ask for you to reveal yourself to them. I ask for you to shut down the voices of darkness that are trying to argue against you in their head. I ask you to shut down all of the power that's trying to work against you coming into their hearts. We say to every dark energy entity, spirit force, or dark technology in any of those people that are seeking, that are praying where that, that prayer right now, that all of that will be bound by the blood of the lamb. It will be silenced by the blood of the lamb and the power of Yeshua. And in that silence, Lord, I ask for you to just speak, speak to their hearts, take the throne that's on their hearts, Lord. For those that are seeking you with a sincere heart, reveal yourself to them. Allow them to feel that transfer. That is a, getting saved is a supernatural experience. Lord, I ask them for, they, for each of these people to experience that right now. And through your indwelling, as you indwell each of them, and as the Holy Spirit comes into each of them, I ask for the Holy Spirit to shine that light, to reveal any hiding place of dark forces in their lives, and lead them in reading the word in Ephesians 6, And reveal to them what it means to be a spiritual warrior and lead them in that path to removing and breaking all of the bondage in their life for kingdom glory and for kingdom work and to be a light in these dark times. And we rebuke any spirit of fear that is trying to take a hold in anyone's heart, anyone that's already a believer that's been experiencing fear. We rebuke and renounce in the name of Yeshua, any spirit of fear, And we say to you, stand on the word of God, be obedient to the word of God, fight that fear because the Lord gave you a command, do not fear. It was not a suggestion. So it is our responsibility to use the weapons of our warfare and to beat that down with the word of God and not allow it to take root in our minds and our hearts. Lord, we ask you to just minister to these people through your Holy Spirit in the name above every name, Yeshua HaMashiach, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen.
1: Amen and amen. Sonda, you just, you came and you nailed it again. What can I say? I mean, almost every time you come and you just rock the mic.
0: Well, praise the Lord. It's just the Lord doing his work and we give all the glory to him. And I know you would want to say this because you tell me all the time, any of the listeners we would love to hear your feedback. And if you have questions, please use the website. Contact Michael and Teresa and ask them your questions. Let us know what you think of the broadcast because we pray for you before we start recording and we pray for you all the time.
1: Mm, and and that email uh, is at Teresa at unresolved.life. And, Sonda, if they want to find you or they want to learn more or reach out to you, where can they find you?
0: They can find me at MyrtleMinistries.com and it's Myrtle, just like Myrtle Beach, M-Y-R-T-L-E, MyrtleMinistries.com. And there's a little form there you can click to contact me.
1: Guys, I'm telling and, you. Oh, and by the way, I'm
0: sorry, I forgot this, but the book, my book is also on my website. You just click on the store tab and you can find any version of it that you want, the electronic version or the paperback. It's all listed there and it'll take you right to the right place to purchase the type of Uh, the format of the book that you want.
1: Amen. Amen. And I'll tell you guys something. I've, you know, I've read, I've read a good portion of her book. I still have to finish it. (laughs) Um, But I can tell you right now, it's nails. It's even for the mature believer, this is a book you have to have on your library, whatever form that takes. So, Santa, thank you so much for coming and sharing and helping to kind of, inform us but also ease the heart.
0: Oh amen. Thank you for having me, Teresa. It's a pleasure.
1: We're here to deal with the stuff the church doesn't like to talk about and there's so many things happening in the world and I just wanted to deal with this issue because if this thing gets worse and it looks like it's you know going to it look you know from all the data that we're seeing what is our response to be? We're not called to be afraid. We're called to have power, love and a sound mind. And I just, I just wanted to make sure everybody realized that. So if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. We'll have links in the show notes to all the stuff we mentioned. I'm Teresa Blaze. This is the Unresolved Life podcast. We will speak again next time